Yeah. I, I, when I left, I guess the party started. You know what I mean? Like you, I didn't know anything yes. about the party. You know, I didn't. I was never. You're, but you're right. There wasn't that. These days, it seems like there's more of that integration between young people and older people. Back then, it seemed like it was more class. Well, well, yeah. And they were like I was 16, and they were 19. We yeah, weren't even. We, we were separated. Worlds. Yeah. yeah. Different you know, 19-year-olds didn't invite the 16-year-olds. No. Now, it's funny, I'm 55. I don't even think twice if there's a 16-year-old, 19-year-old, 25-year-old. Hey, we're all going to lunch. Anyone want to go? Yeah. Like it's, it's just like, it's more like we're a family. Yeah. But back then, it's like, this is our clique. This is our clique. This is our clique. Yep. You know, um, so I was always sort of an outsider, yet on the inside. On the inside, because I skated well enough, did good in the contest, showed up, mm -hmm. and you can't talk too much shit about the guy that skates better than you. Mm -hmm. But same point. You're you're gonna be there five days a week with all the bros, getting drunk afterwards. Whether I just came, skated for session for two hours and left. Yeah. Because I always focused on life, school, work. You know, I was married young, but the house is young. I mean, I just you know, I never, mm -hmm. uh, never did I live off skateboarding. Even the, the best years I ever got good money, which mm -hmm. were probably like the late '80s from Blockhead skateboards. I sold a lot of boards with Blockhead. Um, that was just play money to me. If I got checked for a grand or two grand or whatever bonus for money. royalties, or just bonus money, yeah, oh. I just saved that. And, that's you know, smart. Um, I feel like that's smart. Yeah, I never even understood. Well, it was a different era, too, because it was like, so risky to think you could live off skateboarding. But why didn't you want to do that? Because everybody else wanted to. Why didn't you want to? Well, because I realized, I realized it wasn't a long-term thing. I mean, and plus back then it was a lot more, I mean, what's happened now, there's dudes who have had 30-year careers in skateboarding. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, that, that was very unrealistic. I mean, we watched... The guys that were a couple years ahead of us, Stacy Peralta, Jay Adams, all those guys, in two years they were gone. Yeah. Didn't see them. They yeah. disappeared, never yeah. to be seen anywhere. And then Dwayne Peters, you know, Elgara, all those guys. Even even they were like the Gold Cup series. They were the pros. We were the M's. Even most of them, you didn't see much by '82, '83. Yes. They kind of went away. But we we our generation is the one who took it to the next step. You know, me and Neil Blender, Billy Ruff. You know, Lester Kasai, they're the young kids, Chris Miller, they all came up. That became the 80s ramp generation and all the vert contests right. and all that. Right. And, uh, and most of those other guys were nowhere to be seen. I, no. mean, I mean, even Salva was a pool guy, but he wasn't entering the NSA vert contests in the 80s. Yes. I still was, you know, it's right. like... Um, and uh, There had to be an adjustment for you because yeah. I know that for me, like I, I thought skateboarding was like Skatopia or yeah. Whittier or Big O. I couldn't comprehend that it could be like on some bitching ramp in a backyard. It, it was weird, and honestly, I, I was decent at them and pretty good, but I, I never, ever felt as comfortable as I did on concrete, mm -hmm. you know I mean? Because mm -hmm. on concrete, I felt like I could control my speed, my cars, my turn, you know? I could go, I could go loose in my, in, in my motion, and mm -hmm. on, a, on a vert ramp, comes, no, 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 you get loose, you slip out, and you slam. Right. You gotta be tight, straight, you know, like, right. um, and so, uh, so yeah, I... I I did it because I loved skateboarding and it was fun, but I truly, truly never mm -hmm. um, was as happy on a vert ramp. I rode the new Vans vert ramp over there, and again, it was fun from a challenge. But I, you know, I still I would like to go back again and ride it a couple times because mm -hmm. it's just kind of for old time's sake. But ultimately, nothing ever makes me happier than riding a really good pool yeah. or a pipe or something, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, concrete. And now that we have all these skate parks with all this stuff, it's it's pretty rad. I mean, I may only get to skate once a week, but I try to always skate somewhere different, somewhere unique, and, right. you know, there's right. also so much DIY stuff in people's backyards now that yes. are incredible, yeah. you know, and, and that's the fortunate thing mm -hmm. of whatever low-level pro skateboarder you are, or whatever, at least your name's in that group, mm -hmm. when you look up the dude who has the new backyard thing and ask, mm -hmm. hey, you mind if I come by sometime? <laughs> you're, you're, you're at least kind of your names was heard somewhere, they're like, yeah, dude, that would be cool, come on by, you know yeah. what I mean? So I usually am able to get 
oh, invited into oh. most of these things, you know. Um, and uh, and there's some there's there's some I'm I see them on Instagram, Facebook, or like that, and I do reach out and you know I met uh, this Terry Tat Daddy Newhouse guy has a ramp in Fallbrook, a bowl, I mean a bowl in Fallbrook, super cool guy. Oh, now, okay. he's, now he's a great friend. I love the guy. Yeah. And then you know, I'll find this other thing out in Fallbrook called the Trash Bowl. It's like probably eight thousand square foot, basically skate park in a guy's backyard. Oh. And and you know um, and dude Zach the guy who owns it, such a nice guy. So I'm making friends as I go along too. And, yeah, you know, that's they, cool. And they're happy when I call. Come on over. And I saw one in Escondido called Higgins Hideout. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, I want to ride that. And I wrote that guy. So he'll text me every couple weeks. We're having a session tonight. I've never been able to connect yet. Mm -hmm. That's like on my list. I'm waiting to go to go check it out and see what it feels like. That's so um, it's awesome to be to be able to be allowed to ride all that private stuff. There's a lot of really rad private mm -hmm. stuff now. So uh, got a, la a last question for you. Okay. Um, so what? Where where do you? Well, where it's two questions. Where's skateboarding going, and how long can you skateboard? Um, you know what? I mean, I think if your body maintains some sort of you know physical strength to it, I don't think there's really a limit. But obviously, the body doesn't heal or bounce back very easily, so it's going to have to be very some intermittent very, time, maybe very cautious. Man, I know guys yeah. in their sixties now that are still dropping in grinding pools, and mm -hmm. that you know. So I'm I'm inspired by them. Yep. I'm really happy that I inspire we are guys. Kind of watching those guys, we are watching those guys, and we're being and we're being watched because I have guys tell me all the time they're like in their thirties, like, dude, you totally inspire me that I can keep skating because I'm fifty five, and they watch my Instagram videos where they see me skating, like. That gives them hope that they can keep doing it. So the 60-year-old guy, Jeff Bauer guy in Texas, you guys like that, Steve Wright, all these guys are like, good, you guys are showing me that I have hope. Mm -hmm. um, I know the body slows down, the aches, the pains, because yep. you know I, I hurt worse today than I did 10 years ago for sure. Yeah, got to stretch like crazy every day, got to mm -hmm. maintain. So, um, hey, big guy. Hi. Uh, so I don't know how long someone can skateboard. I mean, I, I, I don't <laughs> see it being impossible. How's it going? Okay, you know. Huh. Do, you, hey, do you do things to... Keep it going, like cross training or food things. The only real exercise thing I do outside of skateboarding is ride my bike yeah. primarily. My but family's always on me to go to the gym and stuff like that. But my bike just, I think I keep my legs going strong, climb some hills, keep the strength up. Um, right. Well, that's pretty uh, rad, though. You know, I, I try to eat decent. I go through spouts where I don't, I do and I don't, you know, I mean, uh, mm -hmm. but. Uh, okay, so you're not I'm, on some diet or I'm something. I'm not on some diet. I should be. Mm -hmm. should, would, do, would I be much more proud of myself if I was? Yes. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I know dogs are all socializing. So I think, I think it's. I think we will see, we will see eighty-year-old skateboarders. Hmm. You know, will they be charging the skate park? Hard to say. Maybe if right. there's just some rollers they can roll up and down. Like you know, I mean, I don't think there's any reason that you'd stop doing that. You're gonna have to be maybe get a longer board for more stability. Mm -hmm. Be a little bit more cautious about how your body mm -hmm. approaches because you know your muscle. Your and I don't know. I don't know if skateboarders are just tougher because. I mean, I slammed not long ago. I was riding this Malibu pool. It looks like I hit my face, but I didn't. And people are like, dude, how do you do that? But the impact was so gnarly. And I'm thinking, like, I didn't even really feel it that much the next day. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I don't slam a lot, but I slam. We, we just do if you're going to be a skateboarder. And they're always yeah. when you'd at least expect it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought about it. There's a lot of dudes my age that have never in their entire life slammed like that. Yeah. No matter what sport, they, they tripped once when they played basketball. They fell off their bicycle once. But, I mean, never have they had that going 20 miles an hour impact with a concrete wall yep. you know what i mean yep. and yet we do and does that strengthen us by doing it over and over again i don't know hmm. are our hips going to be less brittle i think people are getting some people guys have gotten hip replacements dave duncan a few guys that have already had okay, hip replacements because okay. i think the joints you know um this were but and i think it's also a level i i never skate that i consider more than half of my ability that's about how i consider it. and a lot of guys i see them skating at 90 percent of their ability at all times 
So they just wreck themselves. Ben Schroeder, he's never going to go out there. He's so gnarly, that guy. He's so gnarly, but he almost every time I've ever seen him skate, he slams as hard as I've ever slammed in my life in that session. And he, I know. Get, and he gets back up and does it again. And I know. That, part of that is also how you're mentally wired. That's drive. He's driven to, to skate that way. He he yeah. he would personally tell himself he's the biggest pussy on earth if he uh, you know didn't get gnarly every time. I'm thinking like, mm. dude, I want to skate tomorrow. I don't care. You get, <laughs> everyone can laugh at me and say you, you big sissy. You know, like I'd say, okay, cool. But I had fun, so laugh at me all you want. You, you know? skate more. Um, I could skate more. Yeah, yeah, I can skate without. Uh, at our age, yeah. I think that's something you think about. Like I think about it. Like, you know. Do you want to skate more? Or do you want to skate more like Ben Schroeder? Well, I mean, <laughs> in my in my mind, I'd like to skate more like Ben Schroeder, but in reality, um, the the penalty isn't worth the the joy, you know. Mm. And I still am pretty lucky. I, I get I skate better than most fifty five year olds, yes. and I go fast, and I have a good time, and yeah. that's plenty good for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I do one little trick that makes me feel youthful, a little lolly over hip or something. And I feel like okay, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't need to. To do gnarlier stuff. I mean, right. I mean, every day I skate, I think of things like, well, I should have done that. I should have done that. But I know why I didn't, because it didn't. Right. It didn't come out of my mind like, let's just do that. It's natural. It feels good, you know. And if it does, right. then I might do it. Right. You know. Um, but uh, I no, definitely. No, I got another last question. Okay. So, so, so things, you know, like uh, remember we used to do the Skatopia reunion. You'd come to that. Yeah. You know, we'd have a little chili and skate and eat and skate and you know go home. And now, like you know, and back then the plan that I would you know. Um, well, see the pool parties this week, so I'll just do it the week after the pool party, yeah. or, or before. That's my now. There's like fucking three things every oh, weekend, yeah. all know. the time. I'm yeah. usually I'm usually deciding between two or diff- two or three different things every Saturday to go right. to right. because I kind of feel both I enjoy it because I'm kind of part of the culture. Both now that I kind of sell some products, sell PowerFlex, where I feel like I need to pay attention to what's going okay. out there. I, you know, so there's a, there's a mix of, you mm-hmm. know, because personally I'd always rather just go skate where there's not yeah. some event. Because events stop you from skating. They do. You know, they do. Uh, I mean, you know, like I like emceed the girls' contest at Venice a few yeah. weeks ago. Okay, I found 20 minutes I could drop in the pool and I take some that. runs. Yeah. But that's you know cool. what I mean? It's like, so yeah. that, that's kind of okay. But an event where I don't get to actually ride and just watch, that's hard on me. Yeah. You know, I've, I really haven't retired myself to the point where I can casually stand by for a whole day and watch. Right. You know, um, you but ride. back to the actual question about multiple events. Yeah, it's it's. And then, it and then is, is, is an event with more money more fun or less fun than an event with less money? Um, I think it's all relative. Yeah. Sometimes the money... Sometimes the money just being put into it means they put into everything. They have a, um, like, go do the Sheckler event with those guys. They have a, 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 a massage therapist, technician, whatever, a mm-hmm. physical therapist. On the deck. And they go stretch me before I skate. So I right. skate way better because right. my back's starting to spasm and I go in the physical therapy guys and they stretch me. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's awesome. So that makes the money part better. And that's okay. not money to me. That's just money being put in the event. Okay. Right. You know, um, that's true. They, there's... You know, it doesn't bother me at all when Wahoo's caters the the, the you know pool party or whatever like that. It doesn't make me think like, oh yeah, that's less of a cool event, you know. Right. Um, but at the same point, literally just being at the skate park with fifteen guys at Chino or some places we yeah. always go get, you know, you can't beat that cooler. You bring your own cooler and you sit there and yep. you know. Um, those are the most soulful events. Uh, yeah. I just think what's hard is even like the Elgato Classic. Yeah. There's so many different ways, and we're all critics. Like I would write them five different things they could have done to made that made that better in my viewpoint yeah you know i mean the hall yeah. of fame i could definitely freaking tell them how to reformat that yeah to make it way more exciting to bring yeah. the public in there to yeah. stop boring the shit out of people and how it's done you know what i mean yeah. so on and so forth but 
You know, I mean, it, it also there's a lot of work that's put into it. You know, I mean, all those people put sure. hours and hundreds of hours into all these events. So, right. So I, you know, I respect all that, but uh, um, yeah, it's it's tough. I, I I don't. That's why I don't do events myself. The only thing I did, I did a little PowerFlex thing at Hurley like last year, and that was cool. I got a couple hundred people out there. We played mm -hmm. some old movies, and mm. uh, but to do that on a constant basis and always get all the people there, mm -hmm. and you know, um, does it become sort of the same thing at some point? Uh, sometime it does, but I mean it's weird though because I think there's such a bond for skateboarding. We love skateboarding so much. I rarely get time. I went to a show last yeah. weekend at Shepherd mm -hmm. Fairies Art Gallery, just this uh, um, DIY event about you know. Oh, was yeah, that what you went to? Was they, it last night? Or yeah, it was. Uh, was it Saturday night? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I never. I don't get tired at all of mm -hmm. looking at the skate scooters from the '50s, and then mm -hmm. looking at the '60s boards and all the roller skates on wheels, and all the grip tape jobs in the '80s, and you know the custom stuff done, art pieces. I mean, it really doesn't get tired of me. That's mm -hmm. this. That's that's nice. what kind of came from the guys I know. You know, right. Um, right. and it's really the weird thing is going and and being such a part of it. You know what I mean? To walk right. in and see a board with a tracker sticker and go, oh, I used to be partners with Larry Balma, the owner of it, and we made the tracker right. wheel program, and we did that, and I've ridden tracker for 30 years. No blockhead stickers are all over that. I was a blockhead guy, and I helped blockhead move from NorCal, SoCal, and help them get the, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, like all the participants get really proud, too, you know, because mm -hmm. I did this, I did that, I, or I mm -hmm. see boards in the wall, I manufactured those boards for those guys in the yeah. 90s, whatever, and, um, and, and actually, the, the, the luckiest thing about me is I truly am the luckiest dude in skateboarding. Why? Because I've been an amateur skateboarder, a pro skateboarder, I've sponsored hundreds of pro skateboards, I've made millions of skateboards, I've made millions of wheels, I've sat on the industry organization, mm -hmm. I've, uh, you know, I'm part of every aspect of it. I'm part of the industry, mm -hmm. I'm part of the pro, pro, pro skateboarding culture, mm -hmm. I'm part of the manufacturing culture, mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, I've been able to do more things than most people ever will. Right. There's lots of very much more successful skateboarders. Mm -hmm. They go out and they win the contest, and I got 20th place. Mm -hmm. But none of them went and then made a couple million skateboards. Had those experiences, you know, the, um, the range. Yeah, and, the, and then you know wrote the checks to you know Caballero, you know different guys riding my trucks or wheels or you know skateboards, Omar Hassan, mm -hmm. and to watch the and to watch the guys go out and go, okay, you know Remy Stratton used to ride for me. Now he's in charge of marketing of snowboarding and skateboarding for Volcom for worldwide. You know, like okay. and these guys that like they, they you you flowed them skateboards, then you hired them to do sales, and then they went on, on and did different stuff like mm -hmm. that. And it's uh, I mean guys that helped me make videos in the '90s uh, went and started a TV show called Yo Gabba Gabba for kids. And, oh, you know, I ran into um, one of those guys at, at uh, Brea. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're good dudes, but I mean, just, just to, have a ramp down just, there. Uh, uh, they, they did, and they, yeah. uh, um, uh, but to just have little pieces of, of being part of people's lives who go off to do successful things, and mm -hmm. I mean, there's this one kid I've been dying to learn more about. There's a kid I sponsored at Acme in the 90s, his name was Sterling Ruby, and I always wondered what happened to him. Couldn't find him on Facebook, so mm -hmm. like so forth, and a few years ago, Jesse Fritch told me, remember that kid Sterling Ruby wrote for you? Dude, he's like a super famous artist now. Oh, really? Well, now you, you, you know, you Googled him, you know, he's like, Sterling Ruby just redesigned all Calvin Klein's offices, oh, and, really? you know, and he sold, wow. and I looked at, you look at some art listings where he like sold $3 million worth of art pieces in the last two Whoa. years, and he's somewhere in LA in some big warehouse where he does all this stuff, and I go, I gotta search that kid out and just go, go high five and give him a copy of his sponsor me tape that I still have. And, <laughs> That's you know what I mean? And it's just, it's fascinating the, the levels that people come through your, yeah. you know, your life and go on and do things. So I think on the level, and what's different, see, even there were a few skateboarders that maybe they owned businesses. Yeah. No, I ran the businesses. Yeah. I had a hundred employees. I signed every paycheck. In fact, for many of the years, I actually did, entered the input and did the accounting for the payroll. You know what I mean? Like okay. I, I literally, 
did accounting, you know, shipping boxes. Uh, you know, I've gone out and you know pa packed many many of things. Been worked with the designers. I've worked with comic book companies and licensing graphics. I've you know, I mean, I don't think there's anybody who literally got could write a resume of more things they've been able to do in skateboarding. Right than me right you know that's uh, cool and that makes me like stoked i mean, i've made trucks i've made wheels you know it's like i have you know uh, it, it's awesome you know like mm -hmm. you know there, there's nothing cooler than that I mean, I mean who that's that's a birth thing isn't it because who who gets to be born at a time because you're also talking about a thing that was invented in your life absolutely i i am I, I say i'm part of the pioneering generation yeah. because we literally watched the true earliest pioneers the yeah. 60s guys the 70s the 80s all and we took it we pioneered it through the early 80s yeah. pretty much everything after like 1982 or 1983 pretty much almost everything in skateboarding had been invented okay and now everything is just a variant of it okay every kind of grind flip twist spin front side back side you know okay. board slide right like that nose slide nose grind you know kick flip you know finger flipper all been invented yeah, now yes. all we do is variations of but you that. were alive so, when things um, were not invented yeah i know and i got to watch them. i invented a couple of things myself i mean when i got a shepherd fairy's art show the other night i don't even know if the guy really knows me or not a medical yeah. guy he shepherd fairy jim gray he goes i know who you are gray slide you know i mean like you know what i mean so you know these guys who grew up to yeah. become famous in their own realm yeah. he knows what a gray slide is how That's fucking killer. rad is that you know what i mean killer. like yeah. i don't expect that you know yeah i mean um so yeah, I mean, and so I invented a couple random tricks on accident, you know, the gym jam and a gray slide because we were doing stuff and we were just trying things and they hadn't been done. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and even on that, it's funny, the gray slide, the guy who does Dreamland Skate Parks came to the combi like 10 years ago and did one in the contest. They go, dude, Red did a gray slide. And he goes, what's a gray slide? He basically reinvented a trick that was already invented. <laughs> because it was so detached from the early generation to uh, the new one, yeah. he didn't watch it, see it, know there was such thing as yeah. it. He learned to do it by himself, and then he's doing a contest, and they call him out and said, "Oh, you're doing a gray slide." He goes, well, I know. "What's a gray slide?" He thought he made it up. He thought he made it up. That's awesome. You know, and well, in a sense, he did make it up. Yes. He didn't know that someone else already did. Yes. But he did make it up. You in know, his own because world. yeah, he yeah. wasn't being like you know guided there by anything. So, right. uh, so yeah, I'm really fortunate to have gone through that pioneering generation, the big '80s boom, the '90s street changeover, the 2000s. Let's take it all to China and freaking sell our souls to the devil. <laughs> you know, um, to the new skate park generation of wow I'm 55 and there's more skate parks than there ever was when I was freaking you know 18 years I know, old it's amazing huh? um, so yeah so I mean literally literally that's the best thing for me to know about myself I've had successes I've had failures but nobody has had the 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 joy that I've got. I've skated with Stacy Peralta, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I skated with Dwayne Peters, and I skated with Steve Alba, and yeah. I skated with Neil Blender, and Billy Ruff, and Nigel Houston, and Ryan Sheckler, and yeah. you know, um, yeah. and from from generation through generation, and uh, and most people truly had like an era. They came and they were there for five years, and they disappeared. Nigel you know? Houston, uh, I was talking to a girl skater yesterday, and she's telling me that. He, she, he doesn't believe that girl skating is a legitimate thing. You know, is that true? I don't, I don't know. He said once in an interview he doesn't like to see girls get hurt. Okay, oh. and I, you know, I, I will not argue that in one sense. When a girl slams or even just cuts her knees, or like that, as a guy being raised that like we're the tough ones, they're the tender ones. I don't like to see a girl get hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't think that makes me say, I don't think girls should ride a skateboard or I don't want them to try. Oh. If they want to try it, let them try it. If they enjoy it, let them do it. If they want to freaking throw their body into it, let them do it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, he was castrated for that in this politically correct world <laughs> yeah. because I think he said he didn't like to see girls getting hurt. Oh, I don't so think he was, so, I don't, I don't believe that I really, I, that because I remember when that came out, I believe reading it, I was like, you know what? He's getting politically correctly slayed 
for making a statement mm-hmm. um, where he's just basically saying, I don't like to see girls get hurt, mm-hmm. you know, nor do I. You know, mm-hmm. I'd much rather watch a boy slam than a girl slam. Mm-hmm. You know, and probably mm-hmm. one of the worst things I ever saw was two girls in a basic bowl contest once. One carved on the other, and the girl fell over the other one on her face, the flat bottom. And like that hurt my that soul. It? I can't remember. Oh. It was like ten years ago. Oh. But it was so much that hurt my soul a lot worse than a dude hurting. You know, <laughs> and that's maybe that's sexist. Maybe I'm saying maybe I shouldn't care. Yeah, girls wreck yourself. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm also one of the first people to say girls skateboarding has outpaced men's skateboarding. 10 to 1 in the last five years. Right. You know what I mean? It has, the, 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 the talent gap, the skill gap has closed a lot. And I think it's because once one girl crosses over that line yeah. and other, that's what girls watch, they're, they're no longer thinking there's a hold back. There was like a little bit of, there used to be a girl's style, really. There was a girl's skate a little bit more, there was a little more reserved approach okay. in like, you less know, speed a little less, more speed, a little more like uh-huh. g- gentle grab on a front side here. And I think part of it is they were, they were, again, they were the pioneers. You know, I did a much lower backside air than a kid does in the combi today mm-hmm. because we were kind of just the first people doing it, okay? Yeah, so the first girls doing it yeah. didn't have a great generation in front of them to show them that, so they were learning it kind of on their own. And as a girl sees a girl go to another level, she follows it. Um, as a girl style changes to how she approaches something, other girls follow that. And now, I mean, you can see someone ripping a nut and then you realize they roll out and it's a girl. You're like, wow, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and literally, that's not a sexist thing. And I hate when people use sexism that isn't sexism to say, 25 years ago, most of the time if I saw a girl skate, they skated differently mm-hmm. you know, than the guys. Mm-hmm. Now, when I see a lot of girls skate, especially young girls coming up, mm-hmm. unless I seriously was staring at exactly their face to see that was a girl, I just saw feet, legs, grinding, stuff like that. I go, you know, what's the so difference? Skateboarding. You know, yeah, skateboarding. Do you think you that know? there's a need for girl skateboard companies? Um, you know what? I think there's a need, I don't know, an opportunity probably a difficulty at the same point yeah because anytime you make something limited you have a potential to limit your audience you know what's mm-hmm. sad is that skateboard companies didn't just start making boards for girls you know mm-hmm. um, you know models for girls that they liked you know specific mm-hmm. you know traits that they had to, had to feel they needed to separate it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, but uh, at the same point from a unity thing and let's face it being a you know, a male, you know, in a primarily male sport for 30 years or like that, you don't feel the need to make something that's male. But when you, when you are a female and and you have something that's emerging and you want to give it a highlight and stuff like that, sometimes you feel compelled to make it a female thing. So it's a bonding, it's a bonding thing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I, uh, uh, and so there's nothing wrong with that. If girls want to have a girl brand and bond because they're girls, that's fine. A little weird sometimes when you see it like, like almost anti-guy, yeah. you know what I mean? And the same would go with racial, so racial. The same would go with racial stuff. If, yeah. if Asians stick together, or Hispanics stick together, Blacks stick together, yeah. that's fine. I don't care. I, I, I'm good with everybody. But if it's almost like, oh yeah, well you're not invited to be included because you're white. Like, wait mm-hmm. a second, isn't that like reverse racism? Like, you know, I mean, like right. it's the same thing with like yeah. girls. If it's boys stay out, yes. you know, yeah. then it feels like well, then you're actually, you're the one being sexist, not me, because I would never have a skateboard company and say, girls, stay out. Mm-hmm. I've always sponsored girls, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I give girls wheels or like that. I, I, I'm open to mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever's part of skateboarding is what I want to be part of. I don't even want to think of it like I have to 
promote girls or you know there's, there's girls that i like how they skate and they're nice right. and right. you know I'll, I'll flow them but i mean i don't have a really i don't even have a conscious approach like i need 10 percent of my team to be girls right. or five percent like you know um well i think some people are for sure yeah. the bigger companies will actually market and they're just like, like we need to put like 10 percent of our efforts towards you know women and stuff like that mm -hmm. to me i like organic period right i just want to be want to grow to the organic point we are because i realize in, with the media changing you know, magazines don't really work anymore. No. You know, I mean, Thrasher magazine is just a catalog for the brands they own. Half, you know, they, they own half of the skateboard industry. So, right. So they print a magazine, which is their catalog. So, mm -hmm. so they can manipulate and control and, and make people believe brands are better than others. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, you marketing, can't, it, yeah. it, it's, it's marketing, it's editorial that people think is editorial. It's not, it's advertorial <laughs> to the core. Advertorial. You know, advertorial to the core. Um, so, I don't have that, so I put, and most, I think, young kids don't even look at magazines anymore. No. So I'm certainly not going to advertise to get the next generation with, with magazines. It's all social media, but you have to build that slowly over time. So, like our PowerFlex thing, we're way stronger in the culture of skateboarding, in the sponsored area, the competitions, we're doing really well, people are doing that, than we are in the sales. Because the sales is taking a lot longer time to get to catch in up. there. Yeah, dealers that sell our stuff do really well with it. Getting mm -hmm. a dealer to open it, it's, it's not easy because they're very close-minded. The mom and pops act mom and pop, but buy as, buy as corporate as the corporate stores. Because they've been you trained? Know. They've been trained, they're lazy. Like if I can sell Thrasher and Spitfire all day long, well, let's face it, if I sell a wheel that lasts twice as long as a Spitfire, maybe three times as long, and it's $10 more, the shop's like, I don't care. The kid wears out a pair of Spitfires every two weeks, he comes and buys a new pair. Mm. Why, do I, why do I want to put better product in there? In my you know, experience with Spitfires, um, they generally flat spot them. Yeah, they do. They flat spot like yeah. crazy. They always have, you yeah. know, and, and they've but never... People, but people that love them, yeah. they don't care about that. Well, because well, they're, they're buying it to put that logo on their board. They want to be cool. You know, it's, mm -hmm. like, it's like Thrasher Magazine. It's the hottest thing in town right now, right? I mean, mm -hmm. every, every teenage girl has a Thrasher sweatshirt because it's mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Thrasher's just a cool thing. I mean, like that's... Independent they, don't even, they don't even know if they're skateboarding. Independent went through that stage. Yeah. I mean, they're not oh. as popular as they were. But for, yeah, for a while, Independent was a 20 or $30 million clothing yeah. company. Yeah, everybody, you know? right, a clothing um, company, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I mean, more power to them. I only laugh because they pretend they're, they're hardcore. Yes. You know, that's, that's the only thing that's funny about that to me. There's nothing wrong with selling $20 million. People like your shit and you sell sweatshirts, sell yeah. sweatshirts. Yeah. But to act as if you don't want those mainstream people to want your stuff because you're so core, <laughs> but you're like pandering in every way to them. Like, it is, yeah, that, that's actually kind of comical to me. So That's true. You know. You're right, because they are available in more places than they ever were before. Oh, everywhere. Anywhere. Every Paxson Tilly. The first thing you yeah. see is Thrasher. Uh, sweatshirt and well you know uh -huh. i mean what are they going to do i mean they're, they're, no, they're, no, they're, their magazine probably doesn't make them a penny anymore you know what i mean yes. like i said it's it's just if it breaks even because they're able to get enough other than their own brands they own which is about half of the magazine's ads they get a volcom or a vans or some of these other larger like clothing conglomerates to help pay for some ad money to maybe help print the magazine if they break even they're stoked because they've got a 30 million dollar clothing brand yeah you know what i mean that, yeah. that they, they get to keep because under the the you know the the thing that they're a magazine, but they're right. a magazine. It's a, it's a self promotion tool. What a great yeah. thing! I wish I could have just a magazine that I could hand out. That yeah. all it did was promote my own brands, my own yeah. kids, kids ride my wheels, my trucks, my boards, right. talk shit about brands that that you don't own. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's funny. I mean, it's like I mean, it's unbelievable they've never been sued. You know what right. I mean? Because, because there's so because there's a conscious. Um, backstabbing, throat slashing of brands that they don't have control of. There's a constant undermining current. And if you really went through those magazines, you could study it and you could prove it. You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, just no one's ever had that kind of money or ability to do it. So they, they basically get to be away with the great uh, thing. I mean, I think they've, this is a personal thing. I have a totally different viewpoint. People think Thrasher saved skateboarding. I think they helped it by staying around 
but I also think they did equal as much damage as they ever did. They can't tell you how many times I went to the city council meeting where you're fighting for something skateboarding. First thing they do is pull out a thrasher and go, this isn't, we don't want to, we don't want to support these kids, you know, and they open the pages of kids, you know, pissing off things, throwing up, yeah. destroying things like that. Yeah. Like, um, they pander to the, the evil in us to sell product. Yeah. They pander to the, the deviant, the, the social misfit, whatever like that, the to cliche, sell you stuff. Cliche you know, yeah. yeah. You know, we're going to tell you it's okay to be the devious stuff because as long as we tell you that, mm. you're going to buy our brand thinking we're cool. But we're the richest, most corporate dudes you know, and you just don't know it because we tell you it's okay to be a deviant. You know right. what I mean? So we encourage that. Right. So, um, right. so it's, uh, it's, it's brilliant from a marketing standpoint, mm. but not necessarily honorable from a skateboarding a standpoint. hypocritical. Beyond hypocritical. It's, it's, it's definitely hypocritical, but it's, you know, it's, they're pandering to the lowest common denominator of behavior, you know? So, right. Um, right. you know, and that's where I've, you know, pandering like I said, my, skate, my skateboarding has been able to let me rise a little bit above it, but I'm not really the most loved guy because the hardcore guys don't like the fact that I come in the skate park and I laugh and I have a good time and I giggle when I fall down. They want to be like, it's about being gnarly, bro. You know, it's like, you're not wearing the right clothes, man. You really feel you know, that? Like, you're oh, not I feel it. No, sometimes I feel, I feel the vibe. I feel well, the like, you know. I've never felt um, that about you. What you know, do you mean? Well, you because mean you, but you're a happy, look, a happy dude, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of people out there that are happy, but there's, there's, there's a little bit of culture who really, you know, let's face judgment? it, the guys who dress the part, walk the part, they have to look the look, you know, it's like, Dude, I'm the dude who shows up in white plaid shorts to a freaking black denim backyard pool session, and the only reason they can't vibe me too hard is because I'm skating better than most of them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, other than that, it's like, dude, who's the kook? You know, well, where'd this guy come with? You know, it's like, he didn't, he didn't follow the rules. He doesn't have a leather jacket on. He's not wearing denim. He's not smoking. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, and um, uh, and it's funny, you know? It's funny, but it's true. I, I, but in I, a way, you, you, isn't that what a skateboarder is? No, I honestly believe on some levels, I'm the truest of skateboarders. Right. I do what the fuck I want. Right. I'll hang out with freaking the dirtiest of dirtbags and have a great time. I'll hang out with the cleanest of fucking millionaire people and have a great time. Yeah. I'll hang out with kids or adults or because yeah. that's real life. Right. A lot of these guys, like, if you only hang out with dudes that look like you, talk like you, ride the same trucks as you, whatever like that, you're not really the pure spirit of a skateboarder. It's kind of a prison. It's a prison. You're locked in your prison. You're like, dude, don't look outside. The funny thing is like some of the real in, inner cultures of skateboarding, I've laughed the hardest because that's what I say. They have all these things now where they pick people for contests. It's all done behind closed doors and rooms by a bunch of fucking cowards. <laughs> if I was going to do it, I'd do it in a fucking open table. If I'm going to tell a kid he shouldn't be in the contest and he should, I want it to be publicly known why and so on and so forth not like dude he rides for us bro he hangs out with the cool guys the his image is cool oh no you can't let him in he's not cool yeah. you know like i mean that's really what happens it does we, happen. we have a it does cowardly happen. back room of skateboarding you know in a very little niche that all dress alike look alike act like they're the coolest guys in the world and they're actually the least cool mm -hmm. the coolest dude is the one who re who who embraces everybody yeah. i mean women are rad skateboarders men are rad skateboarders kids are rad skateboarders mm -hmm. you know and yeah. yeah there's a whole culture to it no everyone gets annoyed by the little kid who's just learning who who snakes, snakes every you. time and, and <laughs> takes four minute runs and so on and so forth but it's kind of up to us to teach them that there's a culture yes. and they should learn it and so on and so forth mentor um, and, uh, you know, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not a separatist. I'm more of a let's join together. Let's all have a good time. Yes. You know, um, yes. but there's a lot of people who are really, they're threatened by people that don't, don't walk, talk, act, 
say exclusionists. You know, they're exclusionists. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. get out of our scene. Mm -hmm. You know, um, mm -hmm. and the, in fact, like I said it's kind of funny because I've gone into a lot of those scenes where I absolutely don't fit in, but because I can hold my ground skating with them, they just kind of have to shut the fuck up. Right. You know what I mean? But they're really like kind of scratching their head, like. I don't get this dude. Like you know, you know, he he's kind of he does. He's like a business guy. Makes him uncomfortable. But he, he does make him uncomfortable. But that you sounds know? like to me that's a skateboarder. That is a skateboarder. <laughs> you know, no, I said. I mean, I seriously, I'll, I'll say that. Like I'm as pure of a skateboarder as there as there is. Right. I skateboard because skateboarding's fun. Right. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna skateboard today because I have to, or because right. it make me look cool. If I don't feel like, it, I'm not gonna ride my skateboard. I'm gonna ride my skateboard right. when I want to ride my skateboard. Sometimes I fucking rule. Sometimes right. I suck. You know, but I, I, I do it because skateboarding is inherently fun, not because it's cool. Yeah, when you we know? skated when we were kids, it wasn't to be cool. It wasn't to be cool because it was awesome. It was right. fun to watch. You love going there and doing it, right? Yeah, because it felt good to do a one-wheeler or a tail tap or a, mm -hmm. just a car for the bowl. I mean, mm -hmm. we literally were so fortunate back then that, that skateboarding was primarily driven by the feeling of riding. Yes. You know, now on every level, it's primarily driven by being cool. Mm -hmm. And doing tricks, tricks, yeah. You know, um, neither of which really accomplish anything positive. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, they, re I mean, tricks, mm -hmm. tricks are a reward, and if you're skillful to a certain level, that's awesome. But if you spend hours just doing a trick and mm -hmm. you didn't really have any fun, to me, you wasted your day. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would rather have a whole bunch of fun, and if I feel good enough to where I push push myself to do a to do a trick, mm -hmm. then I had a good day. Right. You know, what I mean, that that's. Uh, right. Just you know, maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe I'm just backwards. I was wired backwards. I'm supposed to you know, um, you know, skateboarders are supposed to want to fit in. You know, right. I thought we were supposed to freaking just have our own minds. Hey. You know, um, fish. Hi, yep. Bella. You're first, Bella. Yeah, Bella. Bella, go give him some. You're first, Bella. Good girl. Well, I'm gonna take your picture. All right, no Thank problem. Thank you for giving me so much of your. Time. You're quite welcome. I, I apologize if we went on too long, no. and you're gonna be.